I'm going to paint you a picture that helps you to understand what it looks like in real life to be alternatively schooling and in an alternative style business. I have an online business, so I work for myself part-time and how those things work with self-care when I have four children at home and my husband is not home during the week. That's something that's important to know at this particular season of life. My husband is only home on the weekends. So how I make that all work, I'm going to share with you in this episode, episode number two. And my goal is that you get some ideas for how you might be creative in designing your own weekly flow as well. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome to episode number two of the Parenting Junkie Show. And we are going to go through a week in my life, not because my life is so interesting, but because it might be helpful to see how I figured out my daily flow and my weekly flow in this particular season of life um, and how these things can apply to you. I'm going to be talking about time for my marriage, mother's helpers, yoga, self-care, housework, and running a business. And if you're wondering, how I do it all, then before you listen to this episode, you might want to pause and listen to episode number one, which outlines how I do it all, by which I mean I do not do it all, and how I really get things done. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to that one. And you can find the show notes for every single episode over at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash two. So that's where you can find show notes for this episode, theparentingjunkie.com forward slash two. You'll find resources and any show notes that could be helpful for you over there. So if this is your first time tuning in, big welcome. My name is Avital. If you're just meeting me for the first time, I'm a mindful parenting coach. I'm the mother of four. And my goal is to help my fellow parents and myself say goodbye to clutter, chaos and conflict and reclaim peace presence and play for their family. I try out the ideas that I learn in my own lab, which is my family, and I share those that work for us with you here on the Parenting Junkie Show podcast and on the Parenting Junkie Show YouTube channel, which came first. I've been doing the YouTube for a couple of years, but the podcast is a companion show to the YouTube channel. So if you want to see the visuals and get to know me better and see a lot of different topics that I cover, then head on over and subscribe on YouTube. The content is complimentary, but not repetitive. It is not the same. So I am so thrilled to have you here. Um, And today I want to talk about a problem that I hear from many of the members of my community. Many parents that I work with tell me of their frustration with getting it all done. They tell me of their frustration with creating flow, rhythm, and ritual, with having a week that just flows, where everybody knows what they're doing, that it's somewhat predictable, and that there is time enough for all of the important things. So to outline how I got it all done, I really explained kind of the background, the mindset, uh, the, the technical things that I need to put in place before I'm able to actually create my rhythm, uh, my flow for every season of our lives. But today I want to show you how that works in practice. I'm not going to talk so much about the mindset, but the actual days of the week, what we do, how long we do each thing for, and why I do those things. If you're not making time for self-care or for your career or working out or time with the kids or time for play, time for free play or time for outdoors, 
then hopefully this will help you out there. Big disclaimer is that as with everything I share, this is just what works for me and just what works right now. And I'm sharing pretty vulnerably here. So please try not to judge me um, or you can judge me. (laughs) But the point that I really want to make is that if you feel resistance coming up to these things, if you hear yourself saying things like, well, she must have more energy or more money. I can't afford that. Or I don't deserve that. Or I couldn't find that kind of help. If those resistances come up, just question that. Just notice that those resistances are coming up for you. Ask yourself, why? Why do I think I can't afford it? Why do I think I don't have time for it? Why do I think it wouldn't work for me? And instead, start to ask a more helpful question, which is how can this apply to my life? How is this helpful for me? How can this give me an idea of where I can be more creative? Because I believe that crafting our lives, be it our homes, designing our homes or designing our schedules is an act of deliberate, intentional design. I come from a design background. I studied visual communications. And so I think of everything as a problem to be solved and how we can think of elegant solutions, the easiest solution, the most natural solution, the path of least resistance that still works and that still gets the job done. So think, how can I apply this to my life? How can I use these ideas? Okay, I'm going to just delve right into my week and let's start with Monday. Okay, so it's Monday today. What we are going to be doing today, it's kind of like a school day on Monday. This is a day of work for me and a day of school for my kids. So the way joy schooling works is that you look for different schooling options and um, avenues that fulfill your educational needs and the needs of the family holistically, such as your needs for childcare while you're doing your work or your self-care time. Um, And you really pursue those avenues that maximize joy. So you find those programs, the babysitters, the tutors, the co-ops, any of the opportunities to maximize joy holistically and try and answer as many of everybody's needs as possible whilst not sacrificing familial joy. And so Monday is a school day for us. What I have found is a lovely Reggio Emilia program that is half an hour drive from my house. So that's a little bit more than I would be comfortable driving every day. And I don't want my kids in a school setting every day. I actually want to spend the majority of my time with them. But I do drive two of them, soon to be three of them, to this Reggio Emilio program. It's a beautiful program. I love that it is full of natural light. It is set near a forest and a river. It's very idyllic. I know that not everybody has access to this kind of a place and it's worth it for me to drive that far because the teachers are just wonderful. It's warm, it's loving, and my kids love to go there. It is pretty academic as far as Reggio Emilia goes. It's a little bit more on the academic side because we are in America after all. Um, But that's okay with me because that's just two days a week. I don't prefer a lot of academic input in preschool especially, Um, but it's not that they're teaching the kindergartners to read. They're, They're doing things very gently. And what I would love there is that there is so much personal relationship between the teachers and the children. So the children that I currently send there are my five year old son and my two and a half year old daughter. And my son is in a class with about six other kids. And sometimes it's just the two oldest kids who are pulled out for kind of more kindergarten activities. It's pre-K and K together. It's a very small group. And my daughter is in a class with just six other kids also. They're a group of seven. And so it's very small groups in this beautiful setting. It's very amazing. And I love going there because I just feel like, wow, this school is 
right on for my kids. But I wouldn't love going there every single day because of the drive and all of the other things that I've mentioned and that I don't want school to be the main thing that they do all week. I want a much more creative, flowing experience. So I, what we do is as follows. I get up in the morning on Monday and every day and I do my morning ritual. Now I don't do this religiously, but I try to do this pretty much. I wake up generated at about 5.30 and my kids wake up at around quarter to six or six. And what I'll do is just five minutes of a few different things, five minutes of journaling. So I'll journal gratitudes, I'll journal goals for the day, I'll journal manifestations that I'm hoping to manifest in the future. And sometimes I'll just free journal anything that's on my mind, but just getting some thoughts out on paper and having a gratitude practice. I'll usually do about five minutes to 10 minutes of meditation. So I'll listen to a guided meditation or I'll sit in silence. And I'm doing all of this in my bed before I've even gotten up. I'll drink a lot of water in the morning. um, And then I will probably get up and wash my face, brush my teeth, do my hair, get dressed. So I kind of show up for the day if I want a little bit of makeup or, you know, to dress nicer than I do that. But on Mondays, I have yoga to go to. So I'm dressing in my sports gear at this time. And then I'll be kind of saying good morning to my children, changing my baby's diaper, taking him to potty, taking my toddler to potty. I often have to give her or him a bath in the morning if they're a little smelly from their diapers in the night. So we'll kind of start the morning with a bath. Um, And then generally we'll go downstairs. Now I have a housekeeper with me, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. She's amazing. And she'll generally be helping my kids with breakfast. I will be drinking a bunch of water and going out for my walk. So I will take whoever wants to come with me with me. They go on their bikes, the older kids, and the younger kids go in a stroller or in a carrier. And I'll often pop in some earbuds and listen to a podcast episode or the book that I'm currently listening to. And we'll go on about a 20 minute walk. At about seven o'clock, we probably have all had breakfast. I try to delay my breakfast until about nine, 10 or 11 o'clock. I try to kind of have that intermittent fasting where I don't eat in the morning. But if I'm working out, then I will grab something light in the morning and I'm mostly vegan. Uh, I sometimes have eggs, but what I'll usually have for breakfast is I'll stir fry some spinach and tomatoes and some seeds, uh, maybe some vegan yogurt with granola, that kind of thing. And I'll have one of my weird drinks (laughs) like matcha or golden milk. And I'll always take a flask of that with me in the car because it makes me feel really pampered and cared for. And at about seven Uh, 30, everyone's getting shoes on. We're getting ready to get in the car. And meanwhile, my housekeeper has helped me to make lunches for the children. So she's packed up their lunches. I might have grabbed a little bit of work time in the morning or just time to be with my kids and look after them, look after myself, get ready for the day. And then we are all jumping in the car. Me and the four children will drive the half an hour drive to the Reggio preschool. At eight o'clock, I'll drop off my middle two children, my five-year-old and my two-and-a-half-year-old. And I will just say that they have a beautiful little baby room, and I'm starting to think that pretty soon I'd like to bring my uh, baby there. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, he'll be signed up for one day as well. Um, And it's like four babies in a lovely little baby room, and I'm starting to pump and drop him off with a bottle for a few hours so that I can get that time really pure, just, uh, just helping for me. 
And then I'll drop them off there. They're very happy to go. I say goodbye. And I go with my seven-year-old and my baby off to yoga. My yoga studio is far away from home, but I go there especially because they have childcare and it's really affordable and amazing. So I'll go in for yoga. I typically do a wall core yoga or I'll do a gentle yoga. I'll do whatever they have at that hour. So at 8.30, I start my yoga class while my baby and my seven-year-old are being cared for in the little childcare room there. My seven-year-old is typically listening or reading uh, audiobooks or physical books at that time. And after yoga, I'll pick up my baby and I will drop off my seven-year-old with his, uh, what should I call her? A tutor, I guess I'll call her. He has this wonderful woman. She's kind of like an auntie figure who I've hired to take care of him on Mondays while I work because we homeschool and he has aged out of that Reggio Emilia program. We didn't have anything for him on Mondays. And I found this woman, I was so lucky to find her, checked out her references and she's just been amazing. She talks to him about history and takes him to museums and reads with him in the library and they just spend the day together and it's a special relationship and she takes him. And then I'll go home with my baby. So half an hour drive in the opposite direction again. And that's when I'll sit down to work. I'll have uh, my babysitter, my housekeeper, take care of my baby and uh, we'll put him down for a nap. And when he needs me, she tells me and I come and nurse him. And the rest of the time she is caring for him during that time. And then I have my team meeting, which is when I meet every Monday with the rest of the parenting junkie team. We go over our goals and, and everything like that. And then that will be my time for shooting videos, creating content, just like this one and doing my work emails, etc. So I'll be working up until about 2.30. Um, during that time, I'll take breaks just to care for my baby and I'll be working solidly. And then at 2.30, I'll go and pick up all of the children from the Reggio Amelia school again. So another half an hour drive in that direction. And meanwhile, my seven-year-old's tutor has dropped him off there. I pick them all up and I am good to go to bring them all home. So we'll be home typically at about 3.30 on a Monday and then we'll be having just free playtime. So everyone will just be playing often with Lego. We'll be reading books, uh, you know, arts and crafts, Play-Doh, doing various projects, relaxing. We might be going on a walk to the park or to a play date with a neighbor or to the library and we're just chilling. At 5.30, we are sitting down for supper time. So again, my housekeeper has helped me with supper. I've had that time with my kids. Um, and then we're doing supper. During supper, we're all sitting together. We're connecting. We're talking about the day, wins, challenges, etc. At six o'clock, we tidy up together and go up for bath time. I'll do bath time, two kids at a time. And then I will nurse my baby as I read a book to the other three and tuck everybody in. By seven o'clock, pretty much everybody is asleep. Pretty much always. I mean, for the last seven years, there's almost been you know, just a handful of times that we've missed the 7 p.m. bedtime because that's what works for our family. It doesn't work for everybody, but that's what works for us. And then that will be my time for self-care. So right now my husband's not usually around during that time, but I will use that time to do a little bit of work, um, to do any phone calls that I need to make or just unwind from the day, read a book. Um, it won't be long because I really try to get in bed early. I'm always trying to be asleep by 10, but sometimes I try to go to sleep earlier because I wake up during the night a couple of times to feed my baby and very early in the morning. So I try to be asleep by 10. So that was Monday.
Okay, welcome to Tuesday. So I'll do my morning ritual just like I did the first day, journaling, meditating, a walk uh, with my family, breakfast. And then on Tuesday, we'll typically do a circle time with the kids because we have a later start on Tuesday. So we have a longer morning to just play. We're lazing around at home until about 10.30. We'll often do a science project or play and we'll sit down for a little circle time, some prayer, some song, um, just connecting and caring together. And then at 10.30, we leave for our judo sessions. So we're big into judo this season. I am a big believer in gentle martial arts, such as judo. Uh, I did Aikido for many years as a teenager, and I love that my kids get to be in an environment where they're physical, but they're also respectful, and they're learning the rules of aggression and gentleness and politeness and all of those things. So at 11 o'clock, my kids have this great homeschool judo class with an Israeli judo champ who is wonderful with the kids. He actually teaches... Um, therapeutic martial arts as well. And you can tell that in the class because there's a wide range of ages and abilities in our class. It's a very diverse group and he manages that all really seamlessly. And then the amazing thing is that after the kids do judo, the moms do judo or the parents. Um, So the kids get to run around in the room next door while we get a judo class. And that has just been so cool. It's just such a great part of homeschooling is that I'm learning and I'm expanding and I'm growing as well with my friends. So I love this group because it's a group of these amazing holistic moms that are just so similarly minded to me, but also teach me so much, you know, so many new things that I hadn't thought about. And the kids get to be together so often. So we're together for that. And then after the parents' judo class, we'll typically all get in the car. I have packed lunches with me. Well, they'll probably... um, eat their lunches in the car because they're so hungry. But we don't go far. We go to our homeschool co-op and that's with a lot of the same families who are at judo. It's a small co-op. It's just a group that gets together. And co-op is a little bit of a fancy word. It's more just like a play date, a glorified long play date. We'll get together in one of our houses or in a local play space or park. And during that time, the moms will just be chilling. We'll be talking and socializing, we'll be drinking tea and the kids will be having free play for the rest of the afternoon. So from about one till about four, we'll be at that co-op, which is very special for us. Then we'll pile into the car, everybody's tired and we'll drive home. My toddler will typically not have a nap on this day because we're not home, um, but she'll sleep generally in the car on the way home. And of course, my baby is napping on the go. When we're home, he naps the best. He'll sleep for two, two and a half hours solid in his crib now. Those of you who have seen my video on newborn sleep struggles and what to do about it, I've got to say all of those tactics really paid off. He is now becoming a stellar sleeper in his bed, but he's still extremely alert and and not such a great sleeper on the go. Like if it's in a stroller or in the car, hmm less likely to get a great nap, but that's okay. That's how it is with fourth babies. You just have to go with the flow. So we'll be home by 5.15 and at 5.30 we'll be doing dinner and then bath at six o'clock, six to six thirty to seven is reading time, seven o'clock lights out. And just as usual, that will be my time for work and self-care, catching up with my husband on the phone, etc. Okay. That was Tuesday. Now, if this is helpful for you, Before I go any further, I would absolutely love it if you take a screenshot of this episode. You can do that right now. Go ahead. 
Okay. And if you could share that out on Instagram, I would be so grateful and excited to see that you are listening. It's kind of lonely when you're recording a podcast. You don't know if anyone's listening. Well, that's not true. You know that people are listening, but it's still really nice to see if it's helpful and meaningful to you. So if you could just tag that parenting junkie and hashtag parenting junkie over on Instagram and let me know what is helpful for you in this episode and what you're taking away from it and what we have in common with regards to our weeks. I would love to hear all about it. Okay, so now it is Wednesday. Welcome to Wednesday. Just like every other day of the week, we wake up, I do my usual morning routine or as much of it as I can handle that day. And we have our breakfast and we do a little circle time. And at about 8.30, I take my eldest two, my five-year-old and my seven-year-old, to a drop-off, what shall I call it? A school. It's kind of like a democratic school. It's run by my friend. She started it for her girls. And there's about 10 kids there every day uh, with about two or three educators. So, or adults, mentors. And what they've done is it's in a nearby town. They've rented a martial arts space. It's a martial arts center. They teach Taekwondo in the afternoons, but in the mornings it's empty. And so they have this massive gym room. They also have a lovely like wood floor sunlit room where they've set up a little library and a snack area and children come there every day we pay and I drop my boys off there and they spend the day with their friends so it's kind of like a democratic school in a sense there is some structure they do different things on each day so one day will be science project and one day will be more of an art project and one day is completely forest school so they're out in the forest all day on the day that my children go on Wednesdays it's a project day and forest so what they tend to do is work on some kind of science project or art project they're doing so they're building vinegar volcanoes, that type of thing. And then in the afternoon, they'll always be going out with the group to the local creek or forest or just on a nature walk. And so it's another opportunity where they're socializing with pretty much the same kids, many of the same kids that go to judo, many of the same kids uh, that go to their other, to the co-op. But this time it's without me. Um, But also my toddler and my baby can't go here. So it's a day that I get to have with my toddler and my baby. And sometimes I get a bit of work done on this day as well, especially when my toddler's napping. She still does a two hour nap in the afternoon. And so I'll drop my boys off here and I get some extra time just to be with the little ones. And it's wonderful. They absolutely love it. They wish they could go every day, (laughs) although they love the rest of the week too. So that's okay. Um, But it's really, really wonderful. And for me, it's also really interesting just professionally because I totally have a dream of one day opening my own group, my own school, where we eventually settle, whatever country we eventually live in. And so I'm learning a lot from the incredible woman who runs it. She's really such a fantastic thinker. She thinks so deeply about education and respect and what children want to do. And I think maybe some of you might be asking yourself, well, this is a lot of structure in your week. Like There are a lot of classes and you're running around a lot. Don't you talk about simplifying? Don't you talk about slow living? And I want to just address that for a moment here and say, yes, it's true. There is quite a lot of structure. We are out every day. We have kind of, you know, commitments every day. Um, but that's because that's what really works for me when I'm home with all four. I feel the walls closing in. It just becomes a little 
um, a little intense. Like there's more sibling rivalry and I feel like I got to get out. And I just so appreciate seeing other people, learning from other people and creating an ever growing sense of community with them. And so we do have quite a lot of commitments, but it works well for us right now. It works well for us. And the other thing about that is that many of those commitments are unstructured. So that the children are getting many hours every day. I would say about six to eight hours a day of unstructured play, be it at home or out where we're going. Because even their um, even their judo class, even their robotics class, which I'll tell you about in a bit, even their school that they go to on Mondays and uh, Fridays and the Wednesday drop-off program, they all have a little bit of structure and a lot of unstructured. And I love that combination. So then I drop off my boys there. I come home and I'm with my daughter and my baby uh, for that time. I come and pick them up at 2, 2.30. And then we spend the rest of the afternoon together. And this is a day where I'll sometimes get to run errands in the morning with my toddler, um, get to do a little bit of work or just be with her and the baby at the library, uh, at a local play space or at home. In the afternoon, we'll generally have uh, one of our neighbors around for, for a play date. My boys love to do this kind of mega, mega Lego war. <laughs> um, or maybe we'll go around to the library or to the park or anything like that. By 5.15, just like usual, we're sitting down for dinner, six o'clock. Uh, you know, we're doing bath time, we're doing bedtime, lights out by seven. And then I'll have my self-care time. I'll often do some coaching calls at this time um, or just work on whatever I'm working on. Sometimes I do some recording, but... Sometimes I'm just vegging out in front of social media and going to sleep. So that was my Wednesday. Okay, moving on. Now it is Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. So Thursday is very similar to Tuesday. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing again, but we have judo again in the morning. I do my morning ritual, etc. We go to judo. At, we leave at 10.30 and then I have a judo class again And then rather than a co-op, we go to a robotics class and it's in this really awesome play area. It's called Genius Gems and it's got magnetiles and robotics and 3D printers and arts and crafts and kinetic sand. It's a very sweet, welcoming, naturally lit space. And we have a homeschool uh, class there for the boys, for my big kids, five and seven-year-olds. And the baby and toddler are just happy as clams playing there with all the magnetiles. So we go there with there from about one till 4 p.m. And again, there are many of the same kids. So my kids, you know, anyone who's worried about socialization, you can see they're socializing all of the time. I mean, every single day they're with a group of kids and often it's the same children. So that's the robotics class. And I will just say that very soon we'll be doing a ski class every Thursday. There's this incredible super affordable ski class uh, an hour away from us. And I've just decided I'm going to make it work. And I'm not sure exactly how, if my baby's going to stay home with my nanny with a bottle or if they're all going to come with me because it is an hour's drive. But I would really love for my kids to really, you know, get the benefit of learning how to ski in an easy and affordable way. It's going to be six classes every Thursday. So for a time, we'll be doing that instead. When we get home from robotics or ski in the future, we do the same as always, dinner at 5.30, bath time at 6, and then reading until 7 and lights out at 7. And that's when I get to do my work. I'll do a coaching session with a client. I'll do a live session on my present play membership. 
I might even record something in the evenings, although I'm usually too tired for that. Or I might just crash. Sometimes I crash early and I really try to take responsibility for my tiredness by going to bed as early as possible. Sometimes as early as 7 p.m. with my kids to get those extra hours in so that I can show up properly the next day. So that was my Thursday. Here comes Friday. So welcome to Friday. Friday starts with the same morning ritual as usual. I do this every single day. You guys can see how boring my week is in that sense. There is so much repetition, so much predictability, so many things are just kind of set in stone. But my morning ritual, my journaling, meditating, moving a little bit, walk with the family, uh, breakfast, and then we go again to the Reggio preschool on Friday. So at 7.30, we're leaving the house. I'm dropping my kids off at eight o'clock. Um, I'm bringing my baby and my seven-year-old with me to yoga. I'm doing another yoga session. So just note that I'm getting four workouts in every week in this way, right? So I'm doing two yoga sessions on Monday and Friday, and I'm doing two judo classes on Tuesday and Thursday. And I think it's critically important for us to be moving our bodies and taking care of our bodies in this way. I know I am a better parent and a better business owner (laughs) and content creator for it, you know, for feeling healthy. Um, after I do yoga, I come home and my seven-year-old sometimes comes with me for all of that. Sometimes he stays home with my housekeeper and he'll play Minecraft during that time. He's really loving Minecraft. Just as a side note, he prefers and I prefer the creative mode because I don't really love the violence that might happen in survival mode, but he actually prefers creative mode. It's really just like building Lego, but in 3D. And I think it's kind of awesome. So he does that on Friday mornings. And then when I get home, I drop him off at a Spanish class. Again, it's a homeschool Spanish class with all of the kids he's already friends with. We've just organized all these classes ourselves. He goes to the Spanish class and then he typically hangs out with his friends for another couple of hours while I'm doing work. So there's another mom in that group who's happy to take him uh, because he is in entertainment for her daughter and they get on so well, it's actually helpful for her. And I get to have that time to work. So I come home with my baby, he takes a big nap And I get to do recording then. So I I record my videos, my podcasts. I do any kind of work that I need to do, any team management, any meetings, uh, any interviews that I'm being interviewed for, any planning for any events uh, that are coming up. That's uh, another time that I'll do that or coaching sessions. Then at 2.30, I will go pick up my kids and then we have our special ritual for Sabbath. So I come from an an Orthodox Jewish background and we observe uh, a certain kind of Sabbath in the sense that we really try to make Saturday a special day, a screen-free day. Uh, And we don't do things on Saturday. We really kind of block it off as a simple, low-key family day, family and friends only. And so when I come home from bringing my kids back from their school and I've got my seven-year-old now and my baby and everybody's home, we are setting up for this kind of special event and we try to really ritualize it. And many of these rituals have come from just my origins and, and my upbringing and my culture, but I just love them and I recommend them to everybody because they set such a beautiful tone for a different type of day. So the things that we do are as follows. When they come home from school, they straight away have their bath because we kind of have this sense of getting ready for Sabbath. Like it's a special time and you need to be clean and fresh. And they're often tired after that long day at school and they're often dirty. So it's not a bad idea. We have a nice warm bubble bath. By the way, if you'd like to see my bedtime routine, I have a video all about that on YouTube. 
and the products that I recommend. But anyway, back to this, we have their bath and then after their bath, they get to watch a movie. And this is because I need a little bit of time to set up and because they enjoy it and it's a, a relaxing time. So we watch a movie um, I really like PBS kids. Really, my kids call it a movie, but honestly, it's a TV show more correctly. So usually they'll be watching Daniel Tiger or Wild Kratz um, or something along those lines. They'll watch uh, a little bit of that from about five till about six. And during that time, I'll be setting the table with a tablecloth. I'll be having my own shower, tidying up. My housekeeper will be helping me uh, cooking our special meal. And then when they come down, they'll help me finish putting on the finishing touches. I really try to involve them in setting it up. And then we have our little rituals that we go through. So we um, give out our allowance at that time. And if you'd like to hear more about my approach with allowance, then watch my video on YouTube about allowance and chores. We give them their allowance. We give money to charity at that time. We light candles to signify that it is now Sabbath. We put away our phones, our devices, our electronics, which is part of the reason that they watch a movie just before, because then we're not going to be doing any more tech after that. Um, and we sing some songs. We uh, do some ritual Jewish stuff like eating challah bread and uh, drinking grape juice or wine, but really it's mostly about connecting, talking about our week. We go over all the different things that happened that week, things that we're grateful for, for, things that we're challenged by. And at this point, usually daddy is home, which is so special. So there's a big special reunion and we are all sitting together and having that time. And it's really a very beautiful time, even though the kids are a little cranky and tired and often one of the adults has to take one up to bed. Meanwhile, or I have to go nurse the baby, but we really try to just make a short, sweet, special family dinner every Friday. And then we will put the kids to bed and then it will be time for me and my husband to connect and to unwind uh, and just to see each other. And we really try to get to bed very early uh, as well because we know we have a lot to do the next day. And we typically don't have our housekeeper helping us over the weekend. And so it's me and him with our four children and we wanna be energetic for that. So that was our Friday. On to Saturday. So Saturday morning, we wake up just like usual at 5.30 or 6 a.m., that around about that time. And recently I've been experimenting with getting a young teenager, a 14-year-old girl uh, to come as a mother's helper between 8 and 11 in the morning. And that has been wonderful because what I found was that my husband would finally be home and then he would be too overwhelmed with all the different needs of the four children and myself and no help. And we just kind of got cranky and weren't enjoying our time at home. And so I found a young mother's helper. She doesn't need to be uber responsible because we're in the house, but it's really just another pair of hands, someone a little bit exciting who's willing to play with the kids and she'll just get down on the floor and play magnetiles with them or even go with some of them to the park or something like that. And it just makes our morning a lot more pleasant. So I highly recommend getting a mother's helper if you can. You can just get a local teenager on Saturday mornings. They're often happy to make a few extra bucks and they're usually really inexpensive. So on Saturday, we don't have any fixed schedule. Uh, we have that help in the morning and then we typically try to schedule a play date in the afternoon. Uh, we'll go to a friend's house or friends will come to us or we'll meet uh, in our local park or our local pool in the summertime or we'll sometimes just go to the library, which is right by our house and read a bunch of books. We might go on a bike ride or on a hike uh, or on a play date with some friends, but we're often playing games. We're often playing Lego for hours and hours, reading books for hours and hours 
puzzles, board games, hikes, any screen-free and local activity that we can do in a really simple and relaxed way, eating healthy meals together. That's pretty much what our Saturdays look like. So they're very, very relaxed. And then in the evening, we'll do a little ritual to symbolize the end of Sabbath. Again, it's a Jewish ritual. We'll sing that song and we'll light a little candle and it's special. The kids love it. Uh, It's just a nice way of the family coming together uh, and experiencing this special day that is our family day. So now we have come to the end of Saturday and I would love if you let me know if you have ever considered having some kind of screen-free time with your family, some kind of time when the adults actually put away their phones. We typically hide ours away um, that can really allow you to be fully focused on your family time, be it 24 hours like we do or even just one hour from time to time. I'd love to hear that. Okay, and welcome to Sunday. So Sunday, as those of you living in some countries know, is a day off of work, but not in all countries. But where we are, Saturday and Sunday, you don't work. So Sunday, we typically will have a very low-key morning. We'll have a family breakfast. We'll often kind of go all out and make a more special breakfast Sunday morning. Um, that involves a few extra steps. My husband loves baking and cooking, so he'll often be in the kitchen with one of the kids making something, some kind of blueberry, gluten-free pie or something along those lines. He's very health-minded, my husband. He's a doctor, Um, which doesn't actually always go hand in hand, to be fair. I mean, I know plenty of doctors who are chugging Coca-Cola all day, so, but for my husband, it does. He'll be uh, baking or cooking, and then we'll usually go on a family hike. That's our Sunday morning activity. We'll usually be going on a family hike. Um, And then in the middle of the day, my seven-year-old has a Hebrew class. Hebrew is our second language at home, so he'll be studying that for a couple of hours and just a great sense of community and preparing him for the language. Um, And we'll run a couple of errands in the afternoon, but often we'll go out on another outing like a play date or to see a little show locally or just to play more at home um, with whatever activities we have at home. And Sunday night, my husband and I always aim to have a date night. It doesn't always work, but that is our goal. Uh, And so we try to have a fixed babysitter date Uh, for Sunday night so that we can go out either alone or with friends, but really get some time, just some couples time, some adult time. We like to just go locally or even just to go for a walk together is a really special thing for us to be able to do. We have come to the end of the week and I just want to point out a couple of things. So I already said I make a lot of space for my workouts, right? So there are about four workouts in there. For me, that feels like enough or what's manageable and appropriate for my season in life. I'll also say that I spend a lot of time in the car calling my close friends uh, that don't live in America, that live in Israel. Um, You know, that will be a time for me to be catching up with friends and family often is my drives. And that I absolutely make it a goal of mine for us to be outside every day. So if there's a day where we've gone from judo to robotics or something like that, and we haven't been outside, those are the days where I'll make an emphasis of making sure we get that walk in in the morning or in the evening when we get back in the, in the early afternoon, in the mid afternoon around, you know, three thirty, four o'clock when we're getting home, that's the time I'll say, okay, everybody coats on or whatever it is, we're going outside. So I try to make that emphasis. But this is kind of our fall schedule. It's changing every year as my kids grow, as I grow, as we move. We are not settled where we live now. We'll be moving. And so everything will change. 
this is how it works for me right now. And I would absolutely love to hear, does that sound like too much to you? Does that sound like not enough? Oh, I should also add in that on Thursdays, when my kids are in robotics class, I'll often take my younger uh, kids and go do my supermarket shopping then. That's a perfect slot for supermarket shopping because our supermarket is right near the robotics class. And so I'll leave two of them in robotics. It's a a drop-off class and run and do those supermarket errands and then come home with all of those. So I hope that answers your question about when do you get your food, which I know some of you are thinking. Okay, so guys, take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me on Instagram. I'd love to share it to my stories. Let me know what was most helpful for you here or what was strange or weird or what improvements you have to recommend for me. And maybe you could share it out with someone who would appreciate it. If there's someone who is considered a more considering a more joy school, homeschool, unschool approach and they're not sure how they can make it work, notice that I have a good, I would say, 20 hours of work in there at least per week. Um, and honestly, I don't want to work more hours than that. Uh, on my business. I need to make it work with that amount of time. And so notice that that's accumulatively, that's probably the amount of hours I get. Um, And I also feel well. I feel well rested. I feel that I move my body. My home is well cared for because I have my help in place uh, and things pretty much flow. I also try to make time for special time. Once in a while, a Tuesday morning before we go out to judo, I will take one kid out for a special time. We'll go to a Starbucks or to a walk or something like that. But often my kids will want to join me on different errands that I'm running here and there. And that might be a special time. Like one kid will just come with me to the supermarket or to the post office. And that will be their little special outing with mommy. All right. I would absolutely love it and appreciate you so much if you subscribe, rate, and review. It totally fills my love cup seeing those incredible reviews. And I would love to shout out your review in an upcoming episode. So just head on over to theparentingjunkie.com slash review to follow the steps there. And if you do, you will be entered into our giveaway competition. I'm giving away one of each of my courses plus a free year-long membership to my present play membership which will open in may to our top reviewers so to enter you just need to follow the steps on that page and i would love to see your name in there i am super super grateful to each and every one of you i know that you could be spending your time doing many other things but being here with me is something i'm so grateful for and i just want to acknowledge you for that being here means that you are loving parenting and parenting from love. So congratulations to you on that and namaste. This episode is brought to you by my free guide, 10 easy steps to transform your home into a play inducing haven. When you get this free PDF download, you'll learn how to start with decluttering, choosing the right toys and setting up the three play zones that I think every child needs and every home can have no matter how big or small. To claim yours free, just go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash design.